Turn with me in God's holy word to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 25. 2 Chronicles chapter 25. Here now the reading of God's very word. May the Lord come by His Spirit. And as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, all these historical events uh, are recorded for us to teach us um, ha- how we need the Lord Jesus. Uh, the Lord Jesus revealed himself uh, uh, over and over uh, through that Old Testament time uh, in the shadows of all of the things that were taking place, uh, the priesthood, uh, the sacrificial system uh, there uh, and the kings themselves, uh, all of that showing us the need of a good king. And praise God, we have such a Savior in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Second Chronicles chapter 25 uh, records for us um, the reign of King Amaziah. And may the Lord give us attentive ears and soft hearts as we uh, read his word together. Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not with a whole heart. And as soon as the royal power was firmly his, He killed his servants who had struck down the king, his father. But he did not put their children to death, according to what is written in the law in the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Fathers shall not die because of their children, nor children die because of their fathers, but each one shall die for his own sin. Then Amaziah assembled the men of Judah and set them by fathers' houses under commanders of thousands and of hundreds for all Judah and Benjamin. He mustered those twenty years old and upward and found that they were three hundred thousand choice men fit for war, able to handle, handle spear and shield. He hired also 100,000 mighty men of valor from Israel for 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came to him and said, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel, with all these Ephraimites. But go, act, be strong for the battle. Why should you suppose that God will cast you down before the enemy? For God has power to help or to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents that I have given to the army of Israel? The man of God answered, The Lord is able to give you much more than this. Then Amaziah discharged the army that had come to him from Ephraim to go home again. And they became very angry with Judah and returned home in fierce anger. But Amaziah took courage and led out his people and went to the valley of salt 
and struck down 10,000 men of Seir. The men of Judah captured another 10,000 alive and took them to the top of a rock and threw them down from the top of the rock, and they were all dashed to pieces. But the men of the army whom Amaziah sent back, not letting them go with him to battle, raided the cities of Judah from Samaria to Beth Horon and struck down 3,000 people in them and took much spoil. After Amaziah came from striking down the Edomites, he brought the gods of the men of Seir and set them up as his gods and worshipped them, making offerings to them. Therefore the Lord was angry with Amaziah and sent to him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought the gods of a people who did not deliver their own people from your hand? But as he was speaking, the king said to him, Have we made you a royal counselor? Stop. Why should you be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but said, I know that God is determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. Then Amaziah king of Judah took counsel and sent to Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And Joash the king of Israel sent word to Amaziah king of Judah, A thistle on Lebanon sent to a cedar on Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son for a wife. And a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thistle. You say, See, I have struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up in boastfulness. But now stay at home. Why should you provoke trouble so that you fall, you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen, for it was of God in order that he might give them into the hand of their enemies, because they had sought the gods of Edom. So Joash king of Israel went up, and he and Amaziah king of Judah faced one another in battle at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his home. And Joash king of Israel captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, son of Ahaziah at Beth Shemesh, and brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem for 400 cubits from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of God in the care of Obed-Edom. He seized also the treasuries of the king's house, also hostages, and he returned to Samaria. Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Amaziah from first to last, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? From the time when he turned away from the Lord, they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. 
But they sent after him to Lachish and put him to death there. And they brought him upon horses, and he was buried with his fathers in the city of David. Thus ends the reading of God's fair word. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that you would come by your spirit, and Lord, you would impress upon us how desperately each one of us need your saving presence, Lord Jesus, or we will be just as foolish and full of unbelief as this king. Lord God, do not let us just be those who are going through outward motions. But Lord, capture our hearts to delight in you, Lord Jesus, to bow before you, to confess from the heart, Jesus, you are Lord, and to give ourselves with joy to love and follow and serve you all the days you give us breath. And when you're finished, using us for your glory take us home to glory and it's in the sweet and powerful name of jesus we pray amen well you never cease to be amazed at what people are capable of doing And before we look at this king, we need to first understand that every single one of us are capable of being just as foolish and just as full of unbelief and religious superstition as this foolish king of Judah that we will look at tonight. The theme verse that we have been referring to over and over and over uh, that really outlines either the revivals or the periods of judgment recorded for us throughout the book of Second Chronicles is the Lord's answer to Solomon's prayer that is recorded for us in Second Chronicles chapter 6. And as the Lord then came down and his glory filled the temple, the cloud of glory was so manifest, the presence of God in that visible way that even the priest had to flee the temple for a time and could not come and be there because of the majesty of God being displayed. After Solomon had finished his prayer, Uh, After the dedication of the temple had taken place, the Lord, we read in chapter 7, verse 12, appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, And you remember, we saw that those were just a few examples taken from Deuteronomy chapter 28 and Leviticus chapter 26 of examples that God gave of judgments that would come upon his people if they ever turned away from the fountain 
of living waters and went after other gods. The Lord promised that he would bless his people if they loved him and clung to the Christ, but that his judgment would be upon them. And so Solomon's prayer over and over was, Lord, if your people sin and come to this place and confess their sin and seek your face here, then, Lord, would you hear and forgive and heal. And so God makes reference to uh, the sin of God's people in his chastening hand. And then in verse 14, he says, If my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And you remember in the Gospel of John chapter 1 when we looked at this text, uh, we saw that the Lord Jesus himself is the temple. He is the sacrifice. He is the priest. He is the one who makes the Father known. He is the one who came and tabernacled among men. He is the altar that we run to so that we might be saved. And so the Lord goes on in verse 16, For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, doing according to all that I have commanded you and keeping my statutes, and my rules, then I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with David your father, saying, You shall not lack a man to rule Israel. And you remember we looked at Psalm 89. And that psalm recounts uh, in many years later the agony of the psalmist that now there's no king of the line of David anymore sitting upon the throne. Uh, the exile has taken place. The people have come back. But yet, where is the promise of God? And it would be hundreds of years before the king would come and appear. Well, in verse 19, the Lord warned, But if you turn aside and forsake my statutes and my commandments that I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck you up from my land that I have given you, and this house that I have consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight, and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And at this house, which was exalted, everyone passing by will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? 
And then they will say, because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this disaster on them. And so we come now tonight to yet another example of a king of Judah. And this king begins his reign like his father, Joash, appearing to be faithful to the Lord. And yet we're told right from the beginning, even though he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet it was not from the heart. Uh, It was not with a whole heart. And so, uh, what do we know about his reign? Well, Uh, He begins by executing justice. Uh, The servants who had conspired, they had not been tasked with the job of carrying out justice. But they were the ones who had overstepped their bounds and put to death King Joash. And so after Amaziah begins his reign, uh, he does uh, his duty uh, to pursue justice. And so he brings these servants uh, to account. But notice, it, he is careful to administer God's kind of justice. Verse 4, But he did not put their children to death according to what is written in the law and the book of Moses where the Lord commanded fathers shall not die because of their children, nor children die because of their fathers, but each one shall die for his own sin. And you can turn over to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 24, where we have uh, this uh, uh, law recorded for us in verse 16. And I I want you to note uh, this law because this is a important principle of justice that will be very helpful uh, for us in answering those uh, who uh, come and and put forth uh, an argument trying to justify the murder of little unborn babies in our day. And they say, well, uh, Henry, surely you would not oppose abortion in the case of, of the rape of uh, a, a woman. Uh, surely you would not punish her uh, by having her uh, have to carry uh, this child. Well, here's what God says. Fathers shall not be put to death because of their children, nor shall children be put to death because of their fathers. Each one shall be put to death for his own sin. And so, at the beginning of Amaziah's reign, uh, he appears to be uh, very careful uh, to please and honor the living God. As he's executing justice, the servants that had overstepped their bounds and had conspired to put Joash to death, surely it would have been a grievous thing to see what Joash did, putting the son of Jehoiada uh, to death. Uh, Yes, that was a grievous thing, and others should uh, have stepped forward, but these men were not 
tasked with that responsibility. And so Amaziah brings them to justice, but he's careful that their children are not put to death, citing this particular uh, law. Okay, that's good. But then in verse 5, Then Amaziah assembled the men of Judah and set them by father's houses under commanders of thousands and of hundreds for all Judah and Benjamin. Now previously we had noted how Edom had uh, been so troublesome uh, and had uh, rebelled and been unjust in their dealings with uh, God's people. And so Amaziah decides it's time uh, to put them in their place. He mustered those 20 years old and upward and found that they were 300,000 choice men. And if you go back and look under Jehoshaphat, uh, we are dwindling drastically in number. Um, 300,000 choice men, fit for war, able to handle spear and shield. Now we're not told how many uh, uh, soldiers Edom had, but Amaziah evidently had heard and he decided, you know, I'm not comfortable with just 300,000. And so what does he do? And you remember our verse, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then the blessing of God will be upon his people. Well, what does Amaziah do? Uh, he does not heed what King Jehoshaphat had been rebuked for. Turn back to chapter 19. Uh, Jehoshaphat had been spared as he had allied himself and gone to war uh, against the Syrians with uh, King Ahab. And Jehoshaphat is spared. Ahab is mortally wounded in the battle, just like the uh, godly prophet Micaiah had said. And here in chapter 19, when Jehoshaphat comes back safely to his home, we read in chapter 19, verse 1, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned in safety to his house in Jerusalem. But Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Because of this, wrath has gone out against you from the Lord. Nevertheless, some good is found in you, for you destroyed the Ashereth out of the land and have set your heart to seek God. Well, Amaziah does not take this to heart. Uh, he uh, uh, believes that the answer uh, to uh, bolstering his success uh, or chance of success in this battle that is upcoming now will be to hire a hundred thousand soldiers uh, from Ephraim. And so uh, he, in verse 6, hired also 100,000 mighty men of valor from Israel for 100 talents of silver. Verse 7, 
But a man of God came to him and said, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you. For the Lord is not with Israel with all these Ephraimites. But go, act, be strong for the battle. Why should you suppose that God will cast you down before the enemy? For God has power to help or to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents that I have given to the army of Israel? And the man of God answered, The Lord is able to give you much more than this. And then Amaziah discharged the army that had come to him from Ephraim to go home again. Now, I love uh, Matthew Henry's uh, comment about uh, this. He said that when we act rashly, we make greater work for repentance. When we act rashly. And so here, instead of Amaziah humbling himself before the Lord and and inquiring of the Lord, what should I do? What do you want me to do? We see him just uh, uh, pressing forward. Um, We need to take note of that. Uh, God has given us his word, the Holy Scriptures. And we need to humble ourselves before the Lord and pray and ask for wisdom when we are seeking to make decisions. Uh, Who we're going to marry. Uh, Whether uh, we ought to uh, 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 go to a particular school or not. Uh, Have we prayed? Uh, Have we listened to the counsel uh, of our parents? Um, On and on. Uh, We need to go to the Scriptures, and we need to seek counsel from those who fear the Lord. Amaziah, he did not do any of that. He acted rashly. And so uh, he he says, well, I've already spent this huge amount of money. Uh, what, What do I do about that? And the man of God said, look, God is able to take care of you. You acted foolishly and rashly to hire them. God says, you shouldn't have done that. And so you are going to need to trust God to take care of you. And he is able to give you back that plus much more. It's interesting If you'll go over his grandson, um, Amaziah's grandson in chapter 27, uh, just look ahead. I I want you to see something. Um, Jotham was 25 years old. So this is the grandson now of Amaziah. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha the daughter of Zadok, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord according to all that his father Uzziah had done, except he did not enter the temple of the Lord. But the people still followed corrupt practices. He built the upper gate of the house of the Lord and did much building on the wall of Ophel. Moreover, he built cities in the hill country of Judah and forts and towers on the wooded hills. He fought with the king of the Ammonites and prevailed against them. And the Ammonites gave him that year 
a hundred talents of silver. It's the exact amount that uh, Amaziah had lost. Plus, look at the interest that the Lord showered upon him. A hundred talents of silver and 10,000 cores of wheat and 10,000 of barley. The Lord, the man of God, tells Amaziah, is able to take care of you. Uh, He can repay your foolish, wicked investment of this hundred talents of silver. He can repay it many times over. Um, Amaziah is being corrected. Well, Amaziah, he dismissed these men, but it had consequences. Uh, The Lord uh, did not spare him from the consequences. Um, He uh, now has this stinging reminder. Uh, He should have sought the face of God. Amaziah took courage and led out his people and went to the valley of salt and struck down 10,000 men of Seir. The men of Judah captured another 10,000 alive and took them to the top of a rock and threw them down from the top of the rock and they were all dashed to pieces. But the men of the army whom Amaziah sent back, not letting them go with him to battle, raided the cities of Judah from Samaria to Beth Horon and struck down 3,000 people in them and took much spoil. Mm. Sin always has consequences. And many times God is pleased to deliver us uh, not only from the guilt of our sin, but many times from the vast majority of the consequences. But he is not obligated to, and sometimes he allows those consequences to be reminders to us uh, and to others uh, that sin is always foolish, that sin always comes at a price. And oh, what a price our Lord Jesus paid, taking upon himself our sin and bearing the wrath of God in our place. No, sin is nothing to trifle with. Well, what does the Amaziah do in light of all of this? And here we see a horrifying thing. Look at verse 14. After Amaziah came from striking down the Edomites, he brought the gods of the men of Seir and set them up as his gods and worshipped them, making offerings to them. Does that make any sense? And, of course, the answer is no. But sin never does. Sin is always not only wicked to break God's law, it's always stupid. I have never sinned, but what? when I look back on it, I go, that was dumb. Praise God that we have a Savior who is full of mercy to us. And God has recorded this to remind us that apart from God's grace, we would be just as foolish as an Amaziah. Amaziah, we might 
see how he could reason if the Edomites had won that he would take their gods, but he had defeated them. What madness. You remember over in Jeremiah chapter 2, and turn back with me. We looked at this recently, Jeremiah chapter 2, where God sent to his people this message from his mouth through his prophet Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 2, the Lord said, Therefore, in verse 9, I still contend with you, declares the Lord, and with your children's children I will contend. For cross to the coasts of Cyprus and see, or send to Kedar and examine with care and see if there has been such a thing. What thing? Has a nation changed its gods? even though they are no gods. But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And so here we have an example of this. Amaziah turns from the fountain of living waters and he embraces a cistern that's broken. It can't hold any water. Well, verse 15, Therefore the Lord was angry with Amaziah and sent to him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought the gods of a people who did not deliver their own people from your hand? But as he was speaking, the king said to him, Have we made you a royal counselor? Stop. Why should you be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but said, I know that God is determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. Then Amaziah, king of Judah, took counsel and sent to Joash, and so he takes counsel, but who does he take counsel with? Well, it wasn't with the man of God. It wasn't with godly prophets. It wasn't with godly priests who knew the law of the Lord and would go into the presence of God inquiring on his behalf. It obviously was men who were yes men, men who would tickle his ears. And so he presses on. And he sends word to Joash, the king of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And in other words, let's go to battle. And Joash, the king of Israel, sent word to Amaziah, king of Judah. And so he tells him this little parable. Uh, that the thistle of Lebanon sent to a cedar on Lebanon. And so uh, Amaziah is the thistle, and the cedar, it, it would be uh, uh, like a redwood tree uh, in California, okay? And so here we have a thistle, you know, little, little shrubby thing, uh, coming and opposing um, 
a cedar. And um, the thistle on Lebanon sent to the cedar on Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son for a wife. And a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thistle. You say, See, I have struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up in boastfulness. But now stay at home. Why should you provoke troubles so that you fall, you and Judah, with you? Well, Amaziah, he, he doesn't listen because the Lord had given him over to foolishness. And we read over and over in the book of Romans chapter 1 this descent into insanity and madness for those who would turn away from the living God. And we see that in our day, that the people of our own day, our own country, have turned away from the fountain of living waters and as a nation, we have embraced gods that are no gods at all. They cannot save. Amaziah would not listen, for it was of God, in order that he might give them into the hand of their enemies, because they had sought the gods of Edom. So Joash, king of Israel, went up, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another in battle at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his house. And Joash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem for 400 cubits from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of God in the care of Obed-Edom. He seized all the treasuries of the king's house, also hostages, and he returned to Samaria. And so Amaziah refused to humble himself before God, and so what does God do? He humbles him. Uh, no man, no woman, no boy, no girl can fight against the living God and succeed. And that's true for individuals. It is true for families. It is true for nations. We need to take this to heart. Verse 25, Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Amaziah from first to last, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? From the time when he turned away from the Lord, they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem. And he fled to Lachish, but they sent after him to Lachish and put him to death there. And they brought him upon horses, and he was buried with his fathers in the city of David. Sad, sad. Praise God, we have a good king. His name is Jesus. Praise God, we have a perfect high priest who can give us access to the living God. His name is Jesus. Praise God, we have a prophet who has revealed the Father to us and has spoken from Genesis to Revelation. We need to listen to him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, how we thank you for your word. We pray that as we have read about the life of this foolish king, 
who appeared to start well, and yet uh, as time went on, openly rejected you and, and worshiped false gods. Oh, Lord God, please give us a heart that loves you, Lord Jesus, uh, with the heart, with all our being, and that, Lord, we would keep loving you, hold on to us. You have promised that you who began a good work in us will keep us until that day. And so, Lord, we acknowledge that uh, we need you, Lord Jesus. Uh, we can't save ourselves. We can't continue uh, in, in the ways of, of goodness uh, apart from your saving presence, Lord Jesus. And, and so, Lord, how we thank you uh, that you are the good shepherd who laid down your life for us as your sheep, and you continue to shepherd us. Uh, Lord, you come and live in our hearts by your Spirit. Uh, when we stray, you uh, draw us back unto yourself. Praise your holy name. Keep us, Lord. And we delight to give ourselves anew to you. And we, uh, Lord, take to heart the example of King Amaziah. And we, Lord, remember Psalm 78 and the history of your people turning away even though they had seen your mighty hand in miracles. Oh, Lord Jesus, you were there. You were the rock that gushed forth the water being struck. Oh, Lord, you were the one who showed yourself over and over. You're the manna who has come down from heaven. Lord, give us hearts that trust and follow you. Not just today, but all through this week until you take us home to glory. In Jesus we pray, amen.